morning. <laughs> I, have, I have handouts. How many were here? How many were not here last week? All right. All right. So we got what we have here is Luke, can you come help me? Lucas? This is a God you said bag. All right. And uh, I would like for you to give one of each to the people who weren't here. There's some, they'll raise their hand and you can, you can give them. Anybody, um, anybody write on God you said bag? Anyone? All right, what, what happened? He didn't show up, right? No. <laughs> What's that? Still waiting. Still waiting, that's it, okay. Yeah, so. Yeah, they can, we're still waiting. Yeah, that's good. Anything else? God, you said. You need a bag? <laughs> Anyone else? And one more over here. Just circle on around. I, have, I still have one more of those papers if anyone from last week didn't receive one. So, everyone get a bag? All right, now what you're supposed to do with this is the scriptures that you have, now everyone gets one of these. Every family or, you know, take one of those. Now, uh, you're supposed to take the scripture and write it on the bag, okay? Now, this is a God you said bag because... We, we're looking at some of the things that God has told us. You know, I can do all things through Christ. So whenever you find uh, a difficulty that you're faced with, you're supposed to write that difficulty on a piece of paper and put it in the bag. God, you said. Now, you said that all things will work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So God promises all things will work together to good, fit into a pattern. So... What we're doing then is taking the things that we don't think fit, <laughs> write them on a piece of paper, put them in the bag. All right? So did everyone receive a paper? Here, here, give one to give one to me. And Glenda, did you get one? Okay. Here, we have a couple more. Sorry. Back to Glenda. So today's message. I was thinking of uh, this week <laughs> how that there's, there's actually, <laughs> some of you think, well, there's, there's, more, there's more to us than meets the eye, okay? It's, oh, children can be dismissed for children's church. <laughs> I know they're rearing to go. <laughs> if all of you leave, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'd rather be in children's church than listen to the preacher. But um, being thankful, you see, sometimes we look at, well, first of all, we can look at this. We are a triune being, body, soul, and spirit. So, and whenever we're saying about being thankful, what we're trying to do in, in a, is on a couple of different levels or on a couple of different perspectives, we're learning to be thankful. Now, it's more than just a conscious decision that I am to be grateful. We are looking at our spiritual person, and our spiritual person is recognizing and trying to influence our physical person. 
our spiritual person is trying to help us understand physically what God is doing in our life. Let's read the first scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And uh, this is in the King James Version, the first verse, and you don't need to change it. <laughs> in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Okay? The Message Bible begins at verse 16 and says, Be cheerful, be cheerful, no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. Don't suppress the spirit and don't stifle those who have a word from the master. On the other hand, don't be gullible. Check out everything and keep only what's good. Throw out anything tainted with evil. May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he will do it. So, here we are as a triune being, us, and our spirit, we are a spirit, soul, and body. Now, the spirit, giving a little definition here, um, it is the force within a person that is believed to give the body life. The spirit within a person that is to give a body life. Now, and in Acts chapter 7, verse 59, about Stephen, and they stoned Stephen, and he, calling upon God, said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So what he's saying is that there's a part of us that is linked to God. And there's a part of us that, wants, that influences our life for good. And we, we've got this person inside of us. We've got this person that can be corrupted. And our actions are corrupting us. So we, by a person's actions, we know, by their fruit shall all men know you. So we're looking at a person's life and we're saying, okay, what, do, what kind of fruit do we produce? And what kind of fruit are we bound to bring about with our everyday life? So we're looking at life and we're looking at ourselves and we're passing an assessment, not a judgment, we're passing an assessment upon who we are as a person. We're passing an assessment upon what is it that God wants us to do with our life, and obviously we're here because we believe that. We believe that God has a purpose for our life, and so we're very prone to allow the spirit that is the everything that gives us life within us to believe and gives life to the body. We're prone to think about God, God's interaction with our spirit and how that our spirit influences our life, our thinking, our doing, our conversation, things like that. Now, the soul is the spiritual. <laughs> you think the spirit would be spiritual, but the soul is the spiritual part of a person that is believed to give life to the body and in many religions, believe to live forever. So, we are a spirit that is a person, that which is life, and the, and the soul, which is spirit, to kind of go back and forth and say, what, well, how can we divide the soul and spirit? You know, the Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword being able to pierce, being able to separate the soul and the spirit. 
So there is definitely a soul and a spirit inside of us, and there is definitely a body. You're supposed to say amen to that. <laughs> you are bodily present here. Um, if you don't think you have a body, just reach somebody, somebody go over and pinch them. You know, easy, easy. <laughs> you know, pinch the body. All right. So the body responds, so you are physically present. Now, what I want us to think about is how that our spirit gives life to us. Now, on your paper that I passed out, it says the spirit of a person influences the flesh, the physical response to life. Now, Matthew 16, 19 says, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. There is a part of us that is connected to God. Now, in um, John 3.16, For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Another scripture says, If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So if we have done that, and the trump of God shall sound, the dead in Christ shall rise, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. If Jesus would come back right now because of that spiritual birth that you have inside of you, that you confess your sins, and I have it here in a minute, that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. There are commentaries that read that born of the water is physical birth. Because when a woman is going to have a baby, her water breaks. <laughs> and when the water breaks, it's just the prelude to the birth. So he that, you have to be born of the water and born of the Spirit. Now, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. You see, in our life, there is a spiritual birth. And that spiritual birth is the part of us inside that unites our life with God. It's, it's impossible for us to, you know, let's go visit God, you know, we'll transcend and out-of-body experience. No, that's not God. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. We are children of God. So what's going on here is something supernatural has taken place inside of us. That that which is born of the flesh is flesh. If I pinch, my, pinch you, me, whatever, it hurts. Why? Because I can feel it. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. But there is a spiritual part of us there's a spiritual part of us that is connected with God. And it is that spiritual part that we focus on all the time whenever we, whenever we um, pray, when we read the scriptures, when we sing our song. The last song that we were, we were singing spoke about the, there's, there's a spiritual part of our physical existence. Let us give thanks unto the Lord. 
You know, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That is our spirit trying to un- help influence our physical person to be thankful. That giving thanks is not about, not just about learning how to be thankful with our mind and with our, with our eyes and with what we have. Being thankful is allowing the spiritual part of us that God has regenerated, reborn, to influence this physical person so that I am giving thanks, not only for what I have, but I am giving thanks that God is at work in me for the provisions. For the provisions that I have. That God has, God has given to me you. <laughs> Amen. So, God, <laughs> God has given to us each other. Amen. So, yeah. so God has given to us many special gifts and, the, and, the, and the, the specialty of it is that we are God's blessing to each other. Not, ju- not just physical, hello, how are you, give you a handshake, hug, support, whatever. But there's a spiritual connection. So whenever we are reading the scriptures, God is trying to get us to refocus from our limitations. Because the, the spirit within us says that nothing is impossible with God. So there's a spiritual connection that goes on inside of us. Nothing is impossible with God. Now, how does that affect what I do? You see, if I say that nothing is impossible with God, then I go to work and I do the same thing all over again, and it's the mundane that's like, this isn't living out the dream. <laughs> Just living the dream. <laughs> You know, you ever tell people tell you that? What do you? How's your life going? Oh, just living the dream. <laughs> you know, it's as boring as it can get, and, uh, and I'm living the dream because that's all the better it's going to be. But with our faith and our spirit, God is telling us nothing is impossible, and that we should dream big dreams. <laughs> Even an old man being dream big dreams, because. How do we know what God wants to birth through our physical action? See, that's why God is connected to us in a spiritual sense that we look at the scriptures and we read the scriptures and the Holy Spirit comes to quicken, to make alive the dreams and the possibilities of what we can become physically. Now, they're not, it not only affects us physically, it affects us mentally. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So in our physical appearance, how many have ever been really anxious? Yeah. How many have ever fallen off a cliff? <laughs> you know, you know, how many have ever fallen? You got, you got anxious. So we've been anxious, but the Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer... In supplication, let your request be made known to God. So our physical person is, is prone to be anxious. Our spiritual person is prone to be at peace. And that because we're at peace, it doesn't mean we don't anticipate, but we anticipate God bringing it into our life at an appointed time, at a place in our life. God is going to turn this thing around. 
that there are promises in our life, God isn't finished with us yet. Do you know how you know? You're still here. <laughs> if you weren't, if God were done with you, you'd be in heaven. Okay? So he's not done with you. So it's not time for us to go home yet. But it is time for us to awaken to the realities of what the Spirit is saying to us and how that the Spirit, through the Scriptures, is trying to influence how we see things. That I can tell God is up to something good. Why? Because there's discomfort, there's dis problems going on, there's, this isn't what I thought it would be, all that. So God is up to something. So praying about it means that God is at work and I'm asking him to intervene. I'm asking him to be bestow good upon my life. Now, there were these two guys fishing. This is a story, okay? It's a kind of a joke, but it's, you know, okay, just letting you in that ahead of time that you're supposed to laugh in a couple minutes. <laughs> so, so these, this guy, these two guys are fishing, and the one guy, he's catching some pretty big fish, and he pulls them out, and he measures them and throws them back in. Big fish. And the other guy, he's trying to catch fish and, and he gets some small ones and whatever. He throws them back. He's trying to catch the big one. And this other guy up there, up the stream, he's just catching all these big fish. He's throwing them back in. Then he would catch a small one and he'd keep it. So finally, the guy says, is there something wrong? I see you catching all these big fish and you're throwing them back in. Why do you throw the big ones back and keep the small ones? He says, well, I only have a 10-inch frying pan. So you see, sometimes when the Spirit is trying to influence our spirit, we're saying, God, I only got a 10-inch frying pan. You know, I only got so much room for what, you know, and I can't do that. That's too much. That's too big. That's not enough. Or that's, you know, it's like, no, God, I, I'm humble. Keep it away from me, you know. And God is trying to bless us and trying to work within our lives. So, we see that there is this spiritual awakening inside of us. First um, Corinthians nine, in the uh, on your slip of paper there, it goes down Galatians. He that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. So you see, whenever we are reading the scripture, whenever we are praying, we are releasing our faith not only in a physical realm, but we are releasing our spiritual realm to believe in God, to believe that God has a purpose for our life. Now, are we going to make mistakes? The answer is yes. Am I going to pray for things that are way out? Probably. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't pray. Because what we're doing is we're sharing our thoughts with God. We're sharing our desires with God. And God is sharing his desires and his will with us. And we're learning this whole process that God is at work in me and that in his work in me inspires me, that causes me to triumph when things are not going right, to, to be thankful when I'm really not thankful because I can't see how it can work out. But you see, my physical man is saying, it's not going to work out. My spiritual man says, how do you know? How do you know it's not going to work out? 
Did you try believing? Did you try praying? <laughs> so what, what is too big of a prayer? You know, when Jesus didn't show up for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, when Lazarus was dying and, di- and you know, he was sick and he died, and Jesus didn't show up, they were very disappointed because their physical needs were not met. And they had in mind a healing, and Jesus had in mind a resurrection. In our lives, when things don't go right, we have in mind one thing, but our spiritual part comes along and says, God has something else in mind. Because God will turn and work and make this come to a good in our life. And so our spirit is saying, believe, even when you can't see. Know that God is at work, but I can't see it or understand it, but... The Spirit says God is at work. He will accomplish His will. He will bring about. He will cause. He will empower. He will give strength. He will open doors. He will close doors. He will, you know, so we see this spiritual part of us coming alive to influence our physical, to influence our thoughts, our expectations, where we go, where we don't go. See? Um... What else? So, 1 Corinthians 9, the message. Uh, I'm not just sounding off because I'm irritated. This is all written in the, scriptural, in the scriptural law. Moses wrote, Don't muzzle an ox to keep it from eating the grain when it is threshing. You think Moses' primary concern was about the care of an animal? Don't you think his concern extends to us? Of course. Farmers plow and thresh expecting something when the crop comes in. So if we have planted spiritual seed among you, is it out of line to expect a meal or two from you? You see, we have done this for God. We have doing our life, we're living our life for God, and the spiritual things that we do has a reward for us. It isn't like you go and pray for people, you go and do things for people, you go and witness and you do this and you do that. God, you're setting up, you're setting things up for your reward. God is going to reward you. Now, our flesh would say to us, no, 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 God, you don't need to give it to me. I'm humble and I'm poor and I need to stay that way. Where does God say that? God has promised that he would feed. He, no, you, you, the good that you do is sowing seed. We are people of hope. We are people of planting. We are people of encouragement. We are people who put the seed of life in people's lives. The seed of life is the word of God. And whenever we give the word of God, when we give encouragement, when we, you know, I don't understand why these things happen, but I know that God is with us. You see, there is a whole part of our being that is spiritual that influences our physical. Now, we know of other people (laughs) that their physical just totally drowns out the spiritual. Well, you know, I knew it wouldn't work. You know, it's, you know, Murphy's Law. Anybody know Murphy's Law? What's Murphy's Law say? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. How many know Murphy? <laughs> yeah, see, we know Murphy. We quote him. Well, see, I know Jesus, and I quote him. 
You see, we're, we're, we're looking at our life and we're making decisions. Well, you know, you got one foot in the grave and one on a banana peel. Don't look good for you. <laughs> God says, all things will fit together, work together. Do you see what's going on? We're making decisions. Our spirit is trying to teach us and our spirit does not come the expectation that is in our spirit originates with God. The defeat that works in our mind comes from human reasoning. Well, it's never worked before. I've seen people try it and they failed. But you see, our human reasoning has to come in line with our spiritual understanding. Our spiritual understanding says give thanks. Now, It doesn't say that everything comes from God. It does say that God, I can give thanks to in everything because I know God will turn it around. I know that God will make a way where there is no way. We have the story of Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, and where does he come to? He comes to the Red Sea. (laughs) What a stupid person Moses is. You know, it would have been better for us to die in Egypt than to come out here and die at the hands of of his soldiers. Moses was to a place where his physical could not deliver the people. And Moses is known as the the most humble of all people in the Old Testament. He is the most humble. And people would come against him. People would, you know, tell him how he's not a leader. But yet God would speak to his spirit and that spirit would come be brought out in actions. Moses, stick out your staff. Watch what happens. You see, and, and the sea parts. God comes, provides, the wind blows all night, and dry ground, and they go across. Now, it's always interesting to see how TV portrays, um, you know, the, the History Channel and the, you know, Discovery Channel and some of the others depict this at that they went across in this little marsh <laughs> that dried up overnight. But then how do you destroy all the, the uh, Egyptian army in a, in a marsh where it's only two feet deep? <laughs> you, know, you know, whatever way they look at it, but God comes along and he restores. And you see, this is where we're at. We're, we're called upon in our spirit to be a Moses. Sometimes God is just going to say, do something, you know, go out on a limb here. And believe this. Go out on a limb and talk about this. Go out on a limb and say, Jesus, you said. See, that's on your, that's on your, that's on your uh, bag. God, you said. You said. And so we take that, whatever that is, put it in the bag. God, you promised. Put that in the bag. See, God is at work. And, and how as... In Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 13, uh, moving partway through there, it says, God, uh, like, well, I don't want to read the whole thing. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are, set the world right, do what's best, as above, so below. (laughs) Do what's, you see, in heaven, there are no restrictions to God's word and God's law and God's speaking. It just is. 
God gives us the ability to refuse. And what this prayer, the prayer is here, that we are to forgive as we've been forgiven. See, there's a, there's a spiritual principle that applies to physical relationships. Forgive as, be, as, we have been, as we have been forgiven, let me forgive others. The reason for that is unforgiveness causes us to close doors in front of us behind us, beside us, wherever, we are closing doors to opportunities because we are offended and we want to maintain an offense towards something or someone and we will never go in that direction because I don't like them. But God says, forgive as you've been forgiven. And he says that we are to allow this revelation. He says, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best as it is in your kingdom, your kingdom come. Lord, let the will of God that is how it is operated in heaven, let it operate in my life. <laughs> Through my spirit. And in my spirit, I'm able to believe that, uh, that all things are possible. And do you know what? If Jesus came right now, we would go to heaven with him because we're forgiven. So, we don't have to say, well, I need to practice up on this. No, it's already there. We need to allow God to help us put this in line and make it work for us. There was, um, there was a bunch of them here. but uh, Romans 8, 28, for we know that all things work together for good. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there is a season. There's a time to every purpose. You see, God isn't going to do what he did yesterday, today. And I, and I use Paul in prison for this one. Paul and Silas, they're in prison. They sing praises and the prison doors open and they, they're free and the jailer's saved and the whole works. And later in 2 Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, bring me my parchments and bring me a coat. I'm cold here in prison. God does things differently in the life of Paul from one time in his life to the other. God is, not, God is going to do things differently in our lives. And our spirit is telling us we are more alive than we've ever been. We, are, we have greater faith than we ever thought possible. We have within us the power to bind things in earth and they will be bound in heaven and bound in heaven. They will be bound on earth to loose things on earth. They will be loosed in heaven to loose in heaven. They will be loosed on earth. There is a great power in our prayer and who we are as spiritual beings because Jesus Christ is alive within us and he's wanting us to take that word, apply it to our spirit and have our spirit teach our physical man how to love, how to forgive, how to expect, how to believe, how to trust, how to know that God is working miracles every day in my life and all he wants me to do is give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks. What's the song? Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ to us. And if there is nothing else ever done in our entire lives than to know that Jesus Christ has been given to us and our sins are forgiven, God has done enough. 
But God is telling us that's not the end. That's the beginning. (laughs) And the truth of it is that you have such great power in your spirit, but you just don't know how to use it yet. (laughs) Because your physical body would take it and use it in the wrong direction. Well, you know, let me set them straight. (laughs) You know, but our mind has to be one of humility, one of great confidence, and knowing that God is at work in everything in my life, and I will give thanks. So in peace, (laughs) and in forgiveness, and in love, I will ask God to do great things in my spirit, in my heart, and in the relationships with people around me. Amen? Let's stand. (laughs) Yes? Yeah. Okay. 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 For a young woman having labor pains, but she's way early with the birth. So let's pray for her. Anyone else? Anything else in emergency? So here's an emergency, but what is it also that's just God do a new thing? Take something old and just renew it again inside of me. God, thank you for all the wonderful things you've given me. Amen? Father, we thank you that there is, there's hope in our heart because of your spirit, Lord, that has come together with our spirit and you've confirmed to us that we are your children. Not because we're something special, but because you're someone special who looks beyond our faults and sees the need of our hearts and you forgive us and you love us. God, you touch our lives and we are forever changed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we will spend an eternity with you. Thank you. Thank you, God, that you love us to just do the very simple things of our life, to encourage our hearts and minds and give us the strength and the wisdom to do them. And Lord, for this one who is in labor and her child is coming, pray God that your will be upon them and you touch the baby, Lord. You touch the mother. I pray, O God, for your strength to be with them, your will, O God, to be accomplished, and we are grateful. We are grateful that nothing shall ever separate us from you. Nothing shall ever come into our path, O God, that you haven't permitted. That nothing can ever separate us from the blessing you have given us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you.